הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכלי עפר קדוש ומשה בארצנו ואבחד רבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי מצמחה נא נח נחמן נחן מאומן. זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So, ברוך השם, today we start a new lesson, תורה ב', נון אז ימי חנוכה. And ברוך השם, בהשכחה פחתית, with God's divine providence we land on a Torah about Chanukah during Chanukah. Tonight will be the fourth night, which is the night of Rabbeinu, uh, the fourth night which represents uh, Netzach. So God willing, may we have the merit to um, <clears throat> truly take in this light, especially on the third day, which we are in today, and to apply that which we study about Chanukah um, during the actual uh, time of Chanukah. Torah Bet. Rabbeinu says that the days of Chanukah are days of thanksgiving. To give thanks to Hashem. Kemosh HaKatubat is brought down in the Nusach of Al Anisim. And they established the eight days of Chanukah uh, to bring praise and to give thanks. As we see in Al Anisim. And now Rabbeinu is going to tie in this idea of Yemeh Hoda'a, being that the days of Chanukah are days of thanksgiving. What is Hoda'a, thanksgiving? This is the Sha'ashua Olamaba. This is these are the delights of Olamaba. That the delight of Olamaba is Thanksgiving to give thanks. Because Rabbeinu is saying now that the essential delight of the world to come is thanks, Thanksgiving. To give thanks and to praise God's great name and to recognize Him. Blessed be He. That by recognizing Him, Rabbeinu says. That by praising Hashem and by being conscious of this, all the good things that He does, that uh, the gratitude that we have to Hashem, through this, we are near and we're close to God. Because the more we know and we recognize God, the more we are close to Him. Because the rest of all things in this, the rest of everything, everything else, will be completely nullified in the world to come. Bifrinat, as it's brought down, um, it's brought down in the Midrash, that what? That all the sacrifices will be nullified in the, world, in the time to come. Except for one sacrifice, which is Korban Toda, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. That literally nothing else will exist in the, in the future. The only thing that's going to exist is the aspect of the Korban Toda, the sacrifice of thanksgiving, which means that all that we're going to have in the world to come is thanksgiving and praise. To, th- to thank Hashem. Uh, to praise, to thank, and to know God. brought down in Yeshaya chapter 11. Because the earth will be filled with knowledge of God. As water is covered the seabed. In that verse, Rabban was saying that this verse is teaching us that in the future, we're going to know God. And how do we know God? It's through that recognition, that gratitude. Rabban was saying that gratitude is the, way to re- is the gateway to know God, the gra- is the gateway to be close to Hashem. And when we're grateful to Hashem, this is the aspect of the world to come. This is the delight of the world to come. The aspect of this thanksgiving, which is the delights of the world to come, Rabbeinu says this represents halachot, the code of Jewish law. 
Because these laws that a person merits to, to study, specifically one who merits to bring novelty in the laws of the Torah, in the halachot of the Torah. This is the aspect of the delights of the world to come. We say every day that anyone who studies halachot every single day, it is guaranteed that he is he has a portion in the world to come, that he is he has merited the world to come. Because when a person brings novelties in halacha, when a person renews in halacha, the study of halacha, his knowledge and his intellect is is um renewed as well. And as we said above, that what is the essence of the delights of the world to come? It's da'at, it's toda'a, it's hoda'a. This knowledge is the essential delight of the world to come. So you see, when you renew your knowledge, you're actually attaining this aspect of the delight of the world to come. And this is why it's brought down in Brachot, page 54b, four people need to give thanks. Meaning to bring or to express gratitude. To bring a korban toda. Shehem meforashin bemizmok kuzayin as it's brought down and explicitly said in uh, chapter 107 of uh, Tehidim. Which concludes, Mi chacham ve'ishmor ele. Whoever is wise will take note of these things. Ve'it bananu chazdei Hashem and they'll comprehend the kindnesses of God. Chazdei Hashem zibichinat halachot. And Rabbeinu is saying that chazdei Hashem, what is chazdei Hashem? The kindnesses of God. This is the aspect of halachot. The Jewish law, the code of Jewish law. In the Gemara Ketuvot, page 96, anyone who prevents his student from serving him, when a teacher prevents his student from serving him, is as if he's preventing from him chesed, kindness. As it says, to one who withholds kindnesses from his friend, um, as it brought down in Eov chapter 9, verse 23. And Rabbanu saying, what is the connection between serving the Chachamim and Chesed? Is that when you serve the Chachamim, when a person serves the wise man, the Tzadik, this is the aspect of Halachot, of Jewish laws. Which is the aspect of what is brought down in Yeshaya, uh, chapter 55. The kindnesses of David. What did it say? Um, that the Halacha goes like David. What do you mean that the chasde David, that these are the kindnesses of David? That the halacha is like David, which means what? That chasadim, kindness, represents halacha. Page 93b, God was with him. Hashem was with David. Meaning that the halacha was with him. Meaning that the halacha went according to him. Meaning when you have this aspect of kindness and you study Allah, you are close to God. And once you are close to God, because what we just explained above, when you recognize Hashem, which is the aspect of Da'at, it's, it's halakha. It's the same idea that we're talking about, that halakha is like you. So we see that chesed, to, uh, chasadim, toda, um, Da'at is all halakha. This is why it says in the verse, God was with him. Meaning that he's close and near to God. Which is the delights of the world to come. Which is this aspect of halacha. Because halacha, when a person merits 
to bring novelties in halakha. His mind is renewed. And what is the renewal of the mind? This is the aspect of the delight of the world to come. Because we said the delight of the world to come is only with regard to that. It's only with regard to hoda'ah, with praise and thanksgiving. It's all the same idea. And that's what Rabban was saying. That's what halakha is. This is why the toda, the, the sacrifice of the toda, we, we call it in the name of halakha. This um, thanksgiving sacrifice that we bring uh, for those four people, as we mentioned above, those four people that need to bring thanksgiving, those four types of people that have to, for example, travel over the water, we say that a person needs to do gomel, um, the blessing of the gomel, whenever a person... Um, Travel safely over water, um, gets out of prison safely, etc. Um, was sick and travels over the, de- the desert, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that all these people need to bring a korban toda. And now Rabban was saying that this is why the toda is called in the name of halacha. Because why do we bring a toda? The toda, a pers- the toda is brought whenever a person is able to emerge from his anguish, his troubles. Because when a person falls into some sort of anguish or trouble, God forbid, the essence of that pain and anguish exists within the heart. It's the heart that's going into anguish. Because the heart knows and feels that pain more than anything else. As it's brought down in Mishle, chapter 14. The heart knows of the bitterness of the soul. The heart recognizes that bitterness. The heart understands. The heart has this feeling. It has this emotion. Therefore, the heart feels that pain even more so. Therefore, at the time when a person is feeling troubled, all those bloods ascend up and enter a person's heart. Just as um, there is a pain in some sort of place. Then when there's a plate, the pain in some sort of uh, city, etc. All, everyone, the entire city gathers. Let's say there's a drought in the city. Everyone's going to gather, go to the Chacham, the wise man, who's in that city, to receive advice from him. Therefore, all the bloods uh, ascend up and gather into the heart to request a piece of advice and a strategy um, to help them withstand that trouble. Therefore, all these bloods and all these things flood the heart. And then the heart is with great, very great pressure. And uh, it's in great trouble. Because it's not enough that the heart worries on its own. It's already worrying at the beginning at the pain of the pain. Because it's already feeling the pain more than anything else. And not only that, on top of the pain, the heart already feels more than any of the other limbs. All the blood flow up to the heart and then flood the heart and distresses the heart very much. Therefore, whenever there's trouble on a person, the heart pounds with many different pulses, with great pounding. Because the heart is seeking out to get rid of all the pain that is on it. And to throw all that tzara, all the troubles and the distress from upon the heart. And God forbid, this is why the heart um, has a very strong and fast pulse 
at the time of trouble. And therefore, when a person emerges from that distress, then all the coursing of the blood, all the normal pathways in which the blood flows throughout the body, goes back to its normal state, within the pathways of the body, within the veins and the sinews, etc. Therefore, the toda, that thanksgiving offering, when it is brought, because a person leaves that distress, when a person is able to emerge from that pain um, without being harmed by it, it is called halakha. Why? Why is it called halakha? Why is it called laws? Because halakha comes from the word halakha, which means to laloch, to go, to walk, to flow. Meaning, when a person leaves the troubles that we just explained in the analogy above, the heart throws, the heart is able to bring all the the bloods that flood the heart and are able to bring it back to its proper place, and that's how a person leaves his troubles, which means the blood is now flowing properly back in its uh, pathways. Meaning, we bring the toda to show us that the bloods are flowing in its proper state again. Because they are walking and going in the proper order when a person is able to leave those dis, dis, that distress and that, those troubles. Section 3. And now Rabbanu says when a person is able to leave that distress and bring the toda, which represents this concept of halakha, which is taluchot damin, when a person attains all these aspects, from this comes giving birth with ease. Now a person is able to give birth with ease. A woman's able to give birth with ease because when a person, when a woman assumes the birthing position, when she's ready to give birth, her thighs become cold. This is brought down in Gemara Sota, page 11b. Through this, that birthing is created. She's able to give birth through this. Because those bloods in her body ascend up above. And the area tenses over there by the thighs. And now the blood is able to push the child outward. And afterwards, all the bloods of the body return back to the proper place. This represents the korban toda, meaning that the woman was in stress and trouble before she was giving birth. Now since she gave birth, she's now rid of the pain. She's She's back at her normal state. The bloods are flowing back to the proper place, which means that it's a concept of toda. She has to give this koban toda, a woman who gave birth, because she got out of that. Uh, she was almost. Uh, it was a very dangerous situation, and which is the concept of halacha, meaning the blood is now flowing properly. It's taluchot adamim. Now those bloods are able to return back to its proper place and return to its normal state. Because that walking. Or that flowing of the blood is also holada. It's also an aspect of holada, birthing. Because there are those who support the Torah. What does that mean? Those people who give money to those who study Torah. There are people who support those in the who study Torah. In the yeshivot, etc., etc. And at the beginning, when these people are giving charity to support those people, uh, people studying Torah. At the beginning, those people are lacking money of, uh, from themselves. They give their own money and they give it to these people. Because when they give that money to that Talmudic scholar, now they're missing money. Which represents the thighs becoming cold in the situation of the, the woman giving birth. That is, in this scenario, 
the ties becoming colder whenever a man is lacking that money that he's giving to those tamidei chachamim. Ki damim tartemashma, because damim, blood, let's say damim, implies two things. Look in the Gemara Megillah, um, and look in Chidushe Agadot, Shabbat, Kuf Lametet, Dibur Amatril, Kik Fichem, over there. That damim, that word damim, when we say damim, it implies two things. Meaning that what? Damim represents blood, but it also represents money. But afterwards, meaning that the blood of the woman, which is, um, which is, meaning that the bloods aren't flowing properly at the time when the area of the the woman's thighs are tensing up, that blood is actually pushing the child outward. That's the first blood, and the second blood is this. Dam, what is it? It's not the blood. It's damim. It's the money which this tamid which is a person who's going to work, gives to the Tamit Chacham so that he could study Torah. So at the beginning, this person who gives the money to the Tamit Chacham is lacking money. And that is whenever that is in the scenario of the woman when this person's thighs are cold, for example. But afterwards, through the money in which he's reinforcing and establishing this Tamiluk scholar, he's holding this Tamiluk scholar up so that he can study Torah. And now these halachot, these laws that the Tamid Chacham is studying and bringing novelties in, now they're being burst out, which is the aspect of Chesed. Now the Tamid Chacham is bringing Chesed in the world. Then through that Shefa, that influx of Chesed in the world, through that Tamid Chacham studies, all those that money which that person once lacked is now filled. And this represents the delights of the world to come. Has brought on Yeshaya chapter 30, and the light of the moon was like the light of the sun. Um, and it will be like the, that the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun. Which is said about the future times. As we know with regard to the Mashiach, look in Gemara Psachim, page 68 and Sanhedrin, page 91b. Uh, because the moon is naturally cold. It represents coolness. It's at night. Which represents this lacking. When a person's lacking something. Frigidness. Meaning when the woman's thighs are cold, right? That's the moon. When the man is lacking money, that's the concept of the moon. When a person's in distress. But in the future, it's going to be filled. All that which a person's lacking, it will be filled. Like the light of the sun. The light of the sun represents this represents filling that which is lacking. This is the concept of birthing, to give birth. Which we said in the scenario of this person holding up the Tamid Chacham, this is whenever the Tamid Chacham gives birth to new Halachot. Which is whenever Chesed comes into the world and what is the Chesed? It's the idea of Toda Halacha which is Shashua Olam which is the light of the world to come. And this is why it's brought down in Bereshit, chapter 2. These, or this is the offspring of the heavens and the earth, when they were created. And what did the Midrash say? It's the play on the words, with Avraham, meaning that the world was created through what? Avraham. That it's in the merit of Avraham that the world was created. And what does Avraham represent? He represents kindness. Because birthing, which is the, is, the birthing is only possible through the halachot. It's only possible through the halachot because we said above, whenever that Tamil uh, Chacham makes novelties and renews laws of Torah, 
It's the aspect of halachot, which is the concept of birthing, which is the aspect of what chesed can iskarlael, as we said above. Because now that Tamil Chacham brings down chesed into the world, and now that chesed is able to bring, to fill um, the pockets of the person who was lacking previously. And this is the aspect of what is brought in Tehilim, uh, chapter 100, a song of thanksgiving, sound, um, make a sound to God, sound a note to Hashem, may all the land, uh, sorry, may all the land sound a note to Hashem. What is a song of thanksgiving? Rabbeinu says that letoda for Thanksgiving is the same letters as Tolada, which means birthing. Which is an awesome chidush already. And Rabbeinu adds, If you take the phrase, it's the end of that phrase. In Mizmor chapter 100, that may all the land sound a note to God. Take the first letters, it's the, or the acronym for that phrase is Halacha. Hey, Lamid, Chav, hey, Kamuvaz is brought down, which Rabbeinu brings down from in the name of the Achizal. Kamuvaz, ki alachot, because now Rabbeinu is explaining why the, the, the sword behind what the Achizal is really saying there. Ki alachot, because these halachot, bechina toda, which is the aspect of toda, hem bechina tolada kanan, is the aspect of this birthing, as we mentioned above. This is what the Chachamim say in the Gemara Swata, page 10. Asa Chala et Raglav. Asa Chala et Raglav. Asa was stricken in the legs. He got a sickness in the legs. Or Chala was stricken. Because he pressed and he pushed the Tamid Chachamim into service. Because by the fact that this person, Asa, he forced the Tamid Chachamim to go into service and he nullified them from their studying of Halachot. Through this, his legs were stricken. Because these Halachot are the aspect of Tikkun, of the remedy, the Kiyum, and the support of these Raglin, these legs. Because what did we say? The Halachot are? Halachot are the aspect of Taluchot Adamim. Halachot comes the word Taluchot to go, which is what we said above. These halachot are only birthed after the distress, which is the same idea of these talukhot adamim, that the blood is able to flow properly after distress. That now they return and walk in their, and they go and flow in their proper order. And by the fact that Asa blemished in this idea, and he nullified the Tamid Chachamim from studying these halachot, which represents the flowing of the blood properly. Therefore, his legs were stricken. That was the punishment. Measure for measure. And the final section for today, we're going to stop in the middle of this section. And when a person merits this concept, this aspect of Toda and Halacha, of thanksgiving and Halachot, now the light of truth is revealed unto the world and is able to illuminate within a person's speech. That light of truth illuminates in a person's speech. Because at the beginning, when the bloods are flowing upon the heart, which is when a person is in trouble, this is the blemish in truth. What is the flowing of the blood and flooding of blood has to do with a blemish in truth? 
It says in Mishleh chapter 29, the bloodthirsty men, men of blood, despise the tam, the innocent. That's what it says in Mishleh. End of the, the, the verse. But Rabbeinu says, meaning that what blood, people of blood despise tam, which is emet. They, they despise the truth and the innocence. Which means that blood is the opposite. When the bloods are, are overpowering something, it's whenever it's the opposite of truth. But afterwards, whenever a person emerges from that distress and trouble, which is the aspect of toda, a person needs to bring that thanksgiving, and it's the aspect of halacha, which is the concept of birthing, which is the idea of after all the, the trouble and the distress. Then the truth is illuminated. Chapter 7, that truth was given to Yaakov, and chesed was given to Avraham. Meaning that this chesed, of Abraham, which is these halachot, through this is able to illuminate this concept of emet, which is uh, Yaakov. Sorry, that the chesed of Abraham, which is all those halachot, bring about the illumination of truth, which is uh, Yaakov. And if you also look at it in another verse, just to come to teach us the, the beauty why Rabbeinu brings the verse from Mishleh, they hate the innocent. And if we say that Yaakov is emet, we also know that it says in the verse, Yaakov, ishtam Yaakov was the innocent man sitting in the tent, was the simple man sitting in the tent. So that Yaakov is tam, he's emet, it's the same idea. And the blood is constantly flooding the truth. Whenever the, blood's, whenever the blood is powerful and the bloodthirsty men are in power, this is whenever truth is lacking. So we have to restore that truth. So what does it say in the verse? Chesed Avraham. Truth or kindness belongs to Avraham. Or give kindness to Avraham. Hanu alachot kanan. What is kindness? It's the halachot we said above. Whenever that chesed is brought into the world through the Talmidei Chachamims. Whenever the Talmidei Chachamims study halachot. Now once those halachot are brought down into the world and chesed is brought down, the truth is illuminated and it shines and it completes speech. Because the essence of perfect speech is through truth because as we know in the Gemara Shabbat the truth always stands and even falsehood doesn't, can't even be fulfilled or maintained or exist without truth falsehood must have some truth in it Rashi brings down on the verse um, in chapter 13 on the verse over there in that verse you see this idea that um, um, a person that even falsehood can only be maintained through truth because if it's completely false no one will believe it but if a person begins with truth then it's very easy to make someone fall into falsehood look at Rashi over there and look in the Zohar the Hagdama of the Zohar uh, Dav Bet Amud Bet page 2b Nimtza we find She'ikar ki yomushlemot adabur emet that the essential maintaining and existence of speech is through truth which is illuminated within the speech through three names um, that truth is able to illuminate speech through three names and it says in Te'inim chapter 50 all these appellations of God spoke he spoke because these three names are the source of truth. And through these three names, truth is able to illuminate within speech. Meaning what? In fourfold speech. 
in speech, which is this concept of beribua, concept of four. Meaning the four categories of speech. Now Rabbanu is going to explain what this means. Because emet, which is represented in these three names, are able to illuminate the speech. But it's specifically within the ribua dibo, the speech of, of four times. What, is this four, what are these four categories of speech? Rabbanu is going to say. Because we know that speech is fourfold. Therefore, when the Jewish people were in exile, and we know that speech was in exile, look in the writings of Yarizal, look in the Zohar, Parashat Vayra, page 25b, that speech was in exile during the time of Egypt, when the Jews were in Egypt. So what did it say about Moshe Rabbeinu at that time? Moshe Rabbeinu told God, when God was convincing Moshe that he needed to become the leader of the Jewish people to bring them out. Moshe said, I'm not a man of words. Not yesterday, not a day before yesterday. Also not since you first spoke to your servant. Etc. Etc. These are the four. This is the fourfold speech we're talking about. The four categories of speech. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain what these four categories are. Kiesh, meaning that we see these, all these things um, <clears throat> that Moshe Rabbeinu says that he's not a man of speech. Not today. Not yesterday. Not the day before yesterday. Not since the time that God spoke to him. The four examples. But now Rabbanu is going to explain the four categories. Yesh dibur shertzaka. There is the speech of tzaka of charity. Bifrinat the brother in Yeshaya chapter sixty-three. Medaber bitzaka, the one who speaks with charity. Medaber bitzaka, meaning that we see that dibur is with tzaka. That's one type of speech. When one speaks with charity, this is the advantage a person has over animals. Shua dibur, which is speech. She will get the Adam, which is the classification of a person. This is what classifies a person to be a person that he can speak. This is the aspect of charity. She will go for he does kindness with the people, with all the other creatures. That this too is also the category, man. That it's a person's nature to repay kindness, to do kindness. Which is not true with animals. And this is what with wild animals, and this is what it says. In Bereshit chapter 1. Now I said Adam, let us make man. So you see the word Adam there. Uchtiv. <clears throat> and it also says in another verse. In Megillat uh, Ruth chapter 2 verse 19. And the name of the man with whom I did today. So now we see these two. The connection. Rabbeinu is bringing the connection that is brought in the Zohar HaKadosh. The connection that it brings in the Zohar that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai writes. Now Rabbeinu is bringing it with this idea. That what does it say over there in the Zohar? Mahatam tzaka Just as the subject over there with regard to Nasei Adam with tzaka that God created man as a charity. That's so too over here with regard to the Shema Aisha Sherasiti. That's the name of the man with whom I did. What does the mean whom I did? That too is tzaka. Rabbi Shem Bar Yochai writes in the Zohar that Naasen Haish, or sorry, Naasen Asiti in both of those verses, that concept of the acting and doing is a representation of charity. Now Rabban was saying that this concept of Naasen Asiti is charity. Great. And this is what charity separates a person. This is what makes a person. A person is the concept of charity. Veshem Haish, the name of the man, is charity. And Naasen 
Um, ad, sorry, Nase Adam and the charity is concept of Adam. Another the concept of man again. So we see that Adam is a concept of charity because a man it's a man's way to give charity, to do kindness to a person, not in animals. Or Ish and the verse in Megillat Ruth. Because it's through the concept of charity that a person is called Adam, a man. Because charity, that speech is from there, as we just explained above, above that he speaks the charity, that speech which stems from charity, who Adam is the category of a person, of a man. That's what makes a man a man. This is why it's brought in the verse. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not a man of words. Meaning, speech of charity. As the Badam in Teilim, chapter 112. Good is the man who's gracious and he, who's compassionate and he lends. He arranges his words. Meaning, the concept of being gracious and uh, lending is the concept of arranging the words. Rabbein, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that I'm not a man of words, meaning, what? I'm not a man of charity. Look at Moshe's humility. This is the concept of doing kindness and charity. Now Rabbeinu is going to explain the second type um, of uh, speech. There's a speech of teshuvah. There's a speech of returning to God. Bechinat, as he brought down in Hosea chapter 14, Take for yourself words and return them to God. So we see that those words, concept, the words is the concept of returning. This is the aspect of what is brought in the verse that Moshe Rabbeinu says, Also yesterday wasn't a man of speech. Also yesterday, the concept of yesterday is the idea of the speech of Teshuvah. chapter 90, and um, um, that God says, "Shuvu Adam, return, sons of man." Because one thousand years in your eyes is like yesterday, meaning the concept of yesterday is this idea of teshuva. As it brought down the verse um, in Tehillim chapter ninety, the third type of speech, there's the speech of affluence of wealth. Meaning those wealthy people who are close to Malchut, to the government. Which represent chapter 40, the three tendrils. Page 92. These were three prominent officials. Meaning wealthy people who were close to the government, to the king. Rashi brings up over there. And they have the aspect of speech. How do we know this? That the wealth, those people who are wealthy, close to the government, have the aspect of street speech. As brought in Mishle, chapter twenty-two, his speech is gracious. He has the king for his companion. The king is his companion, as we just see in the verse. This represents the speech of those who are close to the king, to the kingship. And this is the aspect of also the day before yesterday. Which represents the three tendrils, meaning Shilshom, meaning not today, not yesterday, but the day before yesterday. It's the third behind. Three times behind. This represents the three tendrils as we said in the verse. This represents the speech of those who are wealthy and close to the kingship. And the fourth and final speech, 
And this is the speech of kingship itself. Kingship is pay is the mouth. Speech. This is why it brought in the verse Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm not a man of speech also since the time you first spoke to your servant. Also since the time you spoke. What is me'az? It's from the verse in Tehillim chapter 93. Your throne stands firm from the first me'az. That is the, the beginning. Which is this aspect of the fourth type of speech. Which is Malchut, because the throne, Kisacha, God's throne, is the aspect of kingship. And it stems all the way up back to Me'az from the first, from the beginning, which is the Dibur of Malchut. That's it for today. We're going to stop here. And next class, we're going to start with this, uh, the words, Maybe apply what is written here and truly, truly follow the advice of Rabbeinu in simplicity and wholesomeness. Be'ezrat Hashem.